0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Ellie and Jared podcast. We are your hosts. You guessed it. Ellie and Jared. That's us. I'm Ellie and you're Jared. No, wait. Who are you?
1: I'm Ellie. Welcome to today's podcast.
0: And I'm Jared. Guys, we have some good news coming for you. We've got Bali Spring 2020 right around the corner. Ellie, do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Is launching on February 26th. And I think I'm most excited for is about our loungewear.
0: Oh my gosh. We
1: have a a beautiful, elegant house gown coming. We have a beautiful velvet lounge set that's in a beautiful pink color. So many dresses and tops, but the loungewear is top notch.
0: Can I say something about the loungewear? I want it.
1: Uh, Specifically, I want the shirt.
0: it's made from something that I have never quite experienced before. And I have some like nice, like Lululemon shirts and everything, like the athletic it's stuff.
1: So comfortable.
0: I was like, no, I want to throw those away and I want shirts made out of this stuff. Like it is so good. I know you guys will love it. So be sure to check out Bollybrand.com if, uh, if you haven't already. We have this stuff coming very soon. February 26th is the launch day. We are so thrilled and so excited. So be sure to check that out. Now, on to the podcast.
1: Today is an interesting topic. I've wanted to talk about sexual safety, sexual abuse for a while, but it just didn't really fit naturally to just up and do a podcast about it until I had a conversation with Jackson the other day. And because I've been talking about our privates and sexual safety and who can wash your privates and And stuff like situations like that, I believe led to a good open communication conversation with Jackson and I. And so I thought, well, now is the time I think we can sit down and do a two-part podcast.
0: Right. So today, the first podcast that we're going to do is the podcast that basically because of what we did, what we're talking about today, it's going to allow us. And allowed us to have the conversations we did with Jackson, which we're going to talk about in the second podcast. So today, we want to talk to you guys about these things. And now... You know, I kinda just wanna throw this out there. This may be a podcast where we mention a few things that maybe young ears don't necessarily you as parents don't want your kids to listen to. So we'll just throw that out there a little bit. So if you have kids that you don't want to listen to this, that's fine. We'll give you guys a second to pause or anything, move on so you guys can listen to this first. Because we are going to be talking about sexual safety. Today's podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, over the past year or so, Ellie and I have been speaking with a counselor, and I can't tell you how wonderful it has been for our marriage and for our business. So I want to ask you guys, is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there to help. BetterHelp offers private, affordable online counseling when you need it from licensed, board-accredited therapists anytime, anywhere. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient and it's available on desktop, mobile, and even iOS and Android apps. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions and even chat and text with your therapist. They have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, anxiety, relationships, family conflicts, LGBT matters, and the list goes on. Plus, if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. BetterHelp has 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, and it's available worldwide. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, and broad expertise in the network is great because it may not be locally available in many areas. Best of all, it's truly an affordable option. Ellie and Jared listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code JARED. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com JARED, Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you will love. That's BetterHelp.com/Jared. We want to take a quick second and thank today's sponsor of our podcast, which is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's what we use right now. So let me explain. It's free.
1: our generation has to be better at communicating than any other generation has been. Absolutely. And, you know, take this with a grain of salt. I'm only speaking from experience. So, you know, maybe it's more of a cultural thing. Maybe it's generational thing. Just from what I've heard from friends, family, like I believe it definitely is a generational thing.
0: And, and from the experiences that we've had, and I think it's, Validating that the friends and family, you know, inside and outside of Utah have had some of these similar experiences to, you know, basically validate us saying, like, yeah, this does have to happen. We do need to do this more now than ever.
1: Yeah. I, Jared and I have had really in depth conversations, and it doesn't come easy. For me, it doesn't come easy talking about it. It doesn't come easy openly talking with my kids about it. But I will say after the first and second conversation, it already is becoming easier and natural and organic. Whatever you want to do with your kids will be the right way for you. For me, I don't want to have a sit down. Today, we're talking about the birds and the bees. Today, we're talking about boners. Today, we're talking about... Not letting people touch your penis. Like we're I wanted to, to talk about it before it happens, before it could happen, before they know about it. I wanna talk about it when we're just getting ready for the day. So it's natural in our everyday routine. So whenever they have conversations, it doesn't have to be this mom, let's sit down and talk. No, just right. ask me while we're cleaning. Whatever. Like it's natural. Let's You just wanted
0: talk. a smooth transition from point A to point B rather than a here it is. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think that's how we learn. I think that's how we grow and develop is we take little bites of it at a time so we can process this. And so, you know, whether we're adults or kids, new information all at once can be intimidating, can be hard. We might misunderstand things, but if we're taking it step by step, absolutely. That's going to be easier to digest, especially for little kids. Do you think some, a kid will learn the alphabet in one minute, a one minute, 10 minute conversation. No, they learn it over the course of two years as they learn and develop.
1: Jared and I are almost in our thirties, in your thirties, and we're still learning. Absolutely. Like it's still things that you have to talk about.
0: Learning is a never ending thing. And that's something I wish I would have known as a kid, not just talking about sexual things, but in terms of education and growth and talents, you know, it's, we're always
1: learning. I think it's important for me to teach my kids that I don't know at all. Like I want to teach my kids. I'm learning from experience. So I'm teaching you what I know because (laughs) they're going to learn things quicker, faster, more than I. Do you know what I said
0: to Jackson and Calvin two days ago? I think it was, I was putting them to bed and I said, you guys are my kids. Like you're the, this is the first time I have had kids I'm learning. So I'm learning to be a dad and sometimes I make mistakes and I appreciate you being kind to me when I'm making mistakes and you know, I am the dad, so I make the rules, mm-hmm. but sometimes I make mistakes and it's important for you to understand that one, I make mistakes, but two, I also make the rules yep. and you know, just having them hear that I think helps. They might not quite understand what it means for dad to make mistakes just yet, you know in my the way i interpret that but i think it's good for them to hear more often than not because i think a lot of people grow up hearing your parents are perfect your parents don't make any, any mistakes your pa-, you know that kind of thing and
1: and uh, i could be wrong mm-hmm. i could be very wrong but i wonder if some parents not necessarily say that they are but don't say that they're not because they're worried then the kids won't take them serious as the parent and the rules. And I can that.
0: absolutely see that.
1: I could see that, but I don't think that that's really what kids interpret.
0: No, I think it's more of like teenagers would probably interpret that. But
1: yeah, but I don't think that that really would.
0: Yeah. This might bite me back in the butt. You it know. won't. I hope not. You,
1: I feel sorry. <laughs> Jared's like, what the hell are you saying? I just feel, I feel very confident with what I'm doing with yeah. my kids that I feel like, no, like this is right for us. So that's why I'm so like, no, like what you said is right.
0: No, and you you are right. And I think it does depend on the personality type of the kids that you have. I think that's a big part of it. Jackson and Calvin, we do raise a little bit differently based on who they are. And in that post that you had mentioned, or have you mentioned that yet? The Instagram post, the one about Jackson. Yeah. So you mentioned that Jackson's an old soul. He can take a lot of these conversations earlier than Calvin will be able to, in my opinion. Because he's already asked. Like, yeah. Jack,
1: Calvin hasn't asked certain things that Jackson has.
0: That Jackson did at yes. his age. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of that is you have to take a grain with uh, salt because the kids are different, you know. So Jackson. Age appropriate. Yeah, exactly. And you have to be the judge on that. You have to decide when it's best for your kids to have these conversations. Now, like Ellie said, we've been talking about privates since they could understand what a private area is, right? Yep. In the bathtub.
1: And I've and I've learned it's not too early. You don't just talk about things, "Oh, they're in 5th grade and now they're learning about periods, now we'll talk about it." From my experience, you talk about these things so much early on. Sexual abuse happens early and early and earlier, unfortunately with people that that you know.
0: And a lot of people, you don't even know that it's happening.
1: Yeah. So that's why for me as a mom, it's important for me to talk about things sooner. So I think if a parent doesn't know even where to start, I think using the anatomical names for our privates is crucial. Yeah. And I have friends and family that don't like agree with that because they're like, but I don't like saying that it's a penis or I don't like saying certain words. And for me, I have to, Mm -hmm. I think whatever you decide as a family will be good, but For me, I think it's important that they hear it from mom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for mom and dad to be on the same page.
1: And at first it was kind of weird.
0: Yeah, well, because.
1: Because uh, I don't say my private name very much, but it's like, oh.
0: I think before we establish this as a couple between us, we would use, we would say peanuts.
1: Yeah, because it's funny.
0: It's cute and it's like a, a kind of a way to like ease into it a yeah. little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. but Because of the
1: way we were taught.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that, that sort of thing I think was like a good easy transition, but it also can be a little bit confusing. But just like Ellie said, now more than ever, kids, you know, young kids, older kids in, in elementary school, junior high, high school are getting access and hearing things and learning things at a much earlier age than when we did. At least that's the way it seems to me. And it might be cultural, it might be societal, but I feel like the access to the internet, the access to cell phones are making it so that kids have access to these sensitive private things earlier than they normally would. So the way that we think about that is well, we want to be the source of where kids are hearing this stuff. Yeah. We want to teach them about these things before their little friend who has an iPhone shows them these things or, you know, whether make it's them, an
1: accident or not, like yeah. we they need it coming from mom and dad.
0: We want them to be comfortable discussing these things before and how to, and how to handle these things, you know. Because what if something happens and your kid has no idea how to react and just kind of goes along with what their friends and they don't know if it's wrong or right. Yeah, You know, that's important.
1: And as soon as your kid is old enough to have a sleepover with a grandparent or someone's watching them, they need to know it's not okay for anyone to touch your privates. Right. Or you to touch theirs. It's not okay. Exactly. But a lot of times kids are put in situations and parents don't even realize that, that that's happening. And then the kids don't know that it's wrong. And then the kids are too ashamed to talk to their parents. And then it's just a vicious cycle.
0: Well, it kind of goes back to the experience like sleepovers are a perfect example. It's like, you know, one kid or a few kids, I dare you to do this. And then they do that because, you know, peer pressure, social pressure. And don't tell mom and dad about this. Don't tell your parents about this because you will get in trouble. Yeah. That fear is greater than the, the fear of not doing it with your friends. The fear of your parents is worse than the fear of not doing it with your friends. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think. So it's like your, your kids want to be, you know, approved by their friends, but also don't want to get in trouble by the parents. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do this because I want my friends to think I'm cool and friendly and nice and kind and and I don't want to be in trouble with my parents, so I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to tell my parents about this. That's assuming that you didn't have the conversation beforehand. So Jackson, you know, four, five, six years old, we've been teaching him, these are your private areas, and, we, you know, when we take baths and everything, this is what we do, and no one else touches those so, private areas.
1: So, you know, you obviously have to bathe your baby. They don't know how to clean themselves right. and bathe. So, like, I started having my kids wash their own privates Is I don't know, maybe three.
0: As soon as they were able as to. As soon as
1: they could do a good job. So, I have them put their hands out and I, you know, here. let's wash your bums or let's wash your butt. Wash your penis first, then go wash your butt and then rinse off. And so, I put the soap in their hand, I tell them how to wash their butt, and and then naturally, I say, now, does anyone else wash your penis? Nope. Mm -hmm. And I give scenarios. If you go to grandma's house, does grandpa and grandma wash your penis? No. If you go to aunt Bonnie's, does aunt Bonnie, uncle Joel, does your, you know, I name off people that we love that I trust, but I tell them even the people we love and trust, they don't wash your penis. Only Jackson gets to only Calvin washes your own mom and dad. Don't you do
0: and like going to the doctor's office is another example is because they they have to check things you know every once in a while so we tell them when you're at the doctor only when mommy and daddy or mommy or daddy are in the room
1: which I really appreciated our pediatrician it was years ago he he had said that to Jackson he goes or he I said I said something before the doctor like in front of the doctor I said Jackson we don't let people see our privates unless Unless mom and dad or the doctor and the doctor corrected me. He goes, no, if mom and dad's with the doctor. And I was like, thank you. Like it was just like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Cause you don't trust anyone. (laughs) Well,
0: you just can't make any assumptions. You don't want to assume because you never know.
1: Cause it flipping happens. Yeah.
0: I mean, you could go out on the street and see the people that you see every single day and not know that something is happening to them every day. And that's like a hard thing. That's a hard pill to swallow and could have been prevented. And that's why it's so important for us to teach our kids these things. And it is hard. It is difficult, especially if you grew up not having these conversations. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my mom and dad did the best that they could. It should, would have I wanted more probably. But I feel I like my mom was like Jared super open with had me.
1: had a really, he was able to have a really open conversation with your mom. You said yeah. you were comfortable and you asked her really specific questions.
0: Do you want to know? This is so embarrassing, but I'm going to say it. Do you want to know one of the questions I had? Yeah. Said, it's not like,
1: embarrassing. No. The, and this is what's wrong. I have to have, yeah. I this know. Is. It's not embarrassing. Yeah. You have to have these conversations. Right. It's actually really sweet that you went to your mom and asked. Mm-hmm.
0: I said, mom, and I, I must have been like seven, eight years old. My mom says, no, Jared, you were 15. <laughs> I was like, mom, my penis has like three sizes. It's like small and then medium and then big. And she said- She's sweetie. That's called an erection, and when it's cold, your penis gets smaller, and it's all because of blood flow and temperature, and you know things like that happen. It's totally normal, and I think it left an impression on me because of how easygoing she, she was.
1: Reacted. Yeah,
0: she didn't say, "Oh, Jared, no, that's gross. Don't talk about that with me. Oh, I don't want to know about your boner."
1: No, she was being sweet sweet to her son. exactly, And that was such a sweet moment with her.
0: And because of that, guess how many more conversations I had with her about things? A lot. A lot more conversations. I asked her questions about women, you know, because I was eventually going to get married and have kids. And so I would ask her questions about that stuff. You know, for my dad, it was a little bit different because he didn't talk about that kind of stuff with his dad.
1: He still doesn't. Well with you. Like no, not a really. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and that's I for think, another podcast. Yeah. That's another
0: podcast, but funny. yeah, we'll explain that more. It's not because it's a few reasons, but we'll talk about it later. But because of the response that I got from my mom, I had that conversation e- more easily going forward. And I think that's kind of the layout that we want to have with Jackson and Calvin. If they do have a question, we don't want to just turn them away. We want to be able to have an environment where they feel comfortable asking any questions, whether it's sexual related, whether it's school related, whether it's drug related, anything like that. We want to have an environment where they feel comfortable to come to us as parents, as a source of information. And And if we don't have the answers, we can look it up together.
1: And so I can teach them about being respectful. So this conversation, so, you know, here we are, we're teaching our kids about the simple things of Cleaning, their privates, the names of the privates. While I was pregnant with Tommy, Jackson was five or four and a half. Yeah,
0: about four and a half.
1: Four, wow, four and a half. And he asked me, I had a, a thing of laundry. I was walking to the laundry room, basket of towels. And he goes, well, where's the baby going to come out of? And like legitimately was looking at me like wondering, how is that big belly going to deliver that baby? Are you going to poop it out? And I said, no. And that's when I started getting nervous. I thought, well, Mm -hmm. what do I tell him? And then he asked again. And in my head, I thought, just tell him. And I I looked at him and I said, mom has a vagina. That's my private. And the baby comes out of my vagina. And he looked at me and kind of laughed. You know, okay. And then that was it. But then a while later, I think he had... He had said it out loud and he had yelled it and he was kind of saying it like not in a nice way. And I looked at him and I said, that's not appropriate. I said, if you're, if I'm teaching you about privates, we need to be respectful. And then the next time he had talked about a private, you can tell him.
0: Well, I just, he
1: learned, I taught he has him.
0: learned. And then when that conversation came up, he kind of came up close to me. I don't know if it was to you or me, but he came up close and he whispered vagina. He's like, the baby comes out of mom's vagina. And he was like, and he
1: wasn't doing it shamefully. No, he, he was, was doing, doing it, it respectfully. Respectful.
0: And he and he looked at me and smiled, and he said, like, I I didn't want to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I don't think he said disrespectful. I think he said I didn't want to be rude. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that th- it only took those two times for that to happen, and it's not because, like you said, it's not shameful. It's just like you know, those are private conversations.
1: Yeah, I don't want you to just yell. You yeah, know. like, and and I tell him, I say, like last night, I said, Jackson, most. 6-year-olds don't ask these questions to this extent and it's you need to be respectful and appropriate and we don't just talk about this all the time if you have questions you can ask mom but you know, like I was just trying to teach him to be at least respectful right so, and it's
0: important to know what respectful even means first and i think that's why it was cool that Jackson understood that it's not something that you just blurt out willy-nilly And, you know, it is something that you do keep private, at least between, you know, him and us for that moment, you know, for that specific conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hope it never gets to the point where Jackson has to be tested on this with these, these certain things, but we want him to be prepared for these scenarios that we've been teaching him, you know?
1: Yeah. So, you know, then Jackson's four and a half, he asked that, you know, a few years go by, he knows what a vagina is. He knows what a penis is. He knows that's where the baby comes out of.
0: And it's not like it's, we're like pulling out anatomical charts and showing him no, like the No, I just tell him. Yeah, he exactly. did not ask.
1: He's he just does that. And then we I tell him when like so he has a few friends that he's been going to their house. He hasn't started going to kids' houses and without me until like this year. Right. Last summer. And I tell him like I trust the people that he goes to houses with. But then again, you just have to be aware wherever your kids go. And I just tell them we don't touch privates and we don't. And, and I ask him, like there's been a f- one house that he came home and he goes, mom, no one touched my privates. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> and he laughed. And I'm like, good, jo- good job. Like we don't do that. And it's not like we are drilling this in him. It's not like we're over worried that we're constantly talking about it. Yeah. It's when it naturally happens. I just mention it.
0: Right. And for and I us. I have
1: to because of my own experiences.
0: Right. For us specifically, I think we have to be a little bit more protective given what we've done with social media. I think that's another thing that we have to do is, you know, we whenever Jackson goes outside to play with friends or if he goes to someone's house, it's, you know, Do we get in other people's cars without mommy and daddy knowing?
1: What if people say they watch your videos and they want to take you home? We say no. Like, I just am always saying kind of stuff like that.
0: It's always that kind of stuff. And it's like that preparation is so important to us, especially given what we do. And like Ellie said, and like what my example was with my mom is The more natural the occurrence, the more easy it will be going forward and the less awkward it'll be going forward. That first step is always going to feel a little weird, just like Ellie did when she was doing the laundry. She's like, oh, do I want to talk about this right now?
1: Because he's so little. Yeah. I thought, do I really have to like, should I? But I I didn't want to brush it off. I thought this is the first time I'm going to answer him. It doesn't matter his age because he asked. And I felt as a parent, he was old enough to hear like, yes, that's what it is. If he was a little girl, I would say, yeah, you have a vagina. He has a penis.
0: And you always have to wonder if I did brush this off would that question come up again. You know, what am I doing that won't be brought up again? Because he was afraid of the initial response.
1: Kids read your body language. Right And your face expressions more than you realize.
0: There was a video about this that I saw and it like really made me sad. It wasn't a sad video, but it just, it's true. Yeah. So this mom and a baby are sitting right in front of each other. The baby's in a high chair and the mom turns her face away and turns back and is so smiley and playful oh, and everything like, oh, like that. Art and is the, gonna make me cry. the baby is like p- interacting and it's happy and it's, you know, And then 20 seconds later, the mom turns away and then has a blank stare right at the baby. No, no happy, no anger, just neutral and sits there, doesn't do anything. And at first the baby does the normal response, happy and playful, trying to get mom's attention and trying to get a body, a language response, doesn't get it. Then kind of turns a little sad trying to get that response, not quite crying yet, and doesn't get anything. Like,
1: mom, come on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like trying to touch and, you know, that sort of thing. Then, the ba- this is a baby, like six months old. Then starts getting angry and starts, like, hitting the table and starts screaming and then starts crying. And the mom, you know, this is a science experiment. It's not because she's being negligent. But it just goes to show how much our kids see our body language as a response. So the more, you know, we can be cognizant of that the more our kids will respond in return of that so if we have body language and that was a sound you couldn't see yeah. what i did but if if your body language is not in congruence with how you respond then the kid's going to respond the same way like if you have a bad response to a question like that the kid's going to attribute that response to that and question a lot
1: of times parents have bad responses because they weren't taught it themselves they're uncomfortable themselves, or they've had bad experiences themselves that they haven't resolved. That's why this is a sensitive subject. I don't think it should be, but it is because of so many different reasons.
0: Think about people who have had bad sexual experiences when they were kids and how they're like, I want to block this out of my life. I don't want my kids to hear about it, think about it. And that's how they go about it. But also think about the kids, the people who have had those experiences and say, well, if this would have happened, then this wouldn't have, you know, those kinds of things. There's so many different scenarios, but I never think it's a bad thing to be prepared for what may come, but it's always worse when you respond to in preparation, your preparation is, is the, the biggest thing. And it's like, you know, I always think of the scout motto is like, be prepared, yeah, that's true. You you can't always be prepared for everything, but being prepared for as much as you can is a good thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, why do I have kids? Like, why did I have three kids? It's well, to love them and teach them.
0: And you wanted a mini-me.
1: And I want a mini-me. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is part of it. Like, this is the fun part of being a parent. I'm yeah. teaching them. And I'm teaching them, hopefully, my dad always says this, and I love it. He goes, each generation hopefully gets better. My grandpa grew up in the Great Depression. He wanted me to have more food on the table and more opportunities than he got. My dad did the same thing. I want to be able to give my kids more opportunities to have a a better environment than I did. And I'm doing the same thing. I I had a great childhood. I want my kids to have a better one than I did. I
0: want my kids to to be smarter than me to be more physically active than me. Like I want Jackson and Calvin and Tommy to be way better pole vaulters than I was. I want them to have the best experience. I want them to have what I had times 10. Yeah. Or, you know, more realistically, just more, you know, because as parents, that what's, that's what you want. You want them to be safe. You want them to have fun. You want, but also like at the same time, when I say that, it's like, I want them to experience the low points too so they can appreciate the good things.
1: But is it with this topic, Jared and I, we think it's crucial that our kids have the conversation that me and Jared felt like
0: we didn't really it have could have
1: been and should have been a little better. But again, yeah. there's generational things, there's cultural things, whatever that block it. But our kids are getting that from us.
0: Yeah, especially the day and age yeah. that we're living in.
1: So, because of these conversations that we've been having at a young age, Jackson came up to me on the couch yesterday and asked some questions about babies and it just was a sweet moment for me as a mom that I thought I don't think he would have asked this if we weren't naturally often talking about privates and how the body works I don't think he would have asked me and it was really fun to sit on the couch on a Sunday morning While everyone was in bed and Jackson had woken up and came up to me and it just kind of happened and it kind of happened out of the blue. Like he started the conversation. Yeah. And so we want to talk about that podcast next.
0: Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for next week as we talk about that, that sweet moment between Ellie and Jackson and a little bit more about what we've been talking about today. This is a sensitive subject for a lot of people. And as parents, we know that you guys know what's best for your kids. This is what Ellie and I are preparing to do. And we hope that you guys choose what's best for you and for your kids. Every situation is going to be different, just like every kid is going to be different. We're going to be doing things a little bit differently between Jackson, Calvin, and Tommy. And it's just a matter of how you guys raise your family. And we wish you the best of luck in this sensitive subject, in this world. We want to do the best that we can raising our kids. And we wish you the best of luck in that, too. Before we take off, I do want to let you guys know that the pre-order period for the Ellie and Jared children's books is coming to a close, so be sure to check out books.ellieandjared.com for your Pretty Penny and The Boy Who Loved Rocks book, so you guys can get the discount and the audio book that comes with it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe and follow button, and leave us a rating and review, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.